The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host, for the show that defends public health by simplifying and demystifying how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into freedom, a healthy gut, and staying young, this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I have another former Hippocrates alumni, alumnist, Holly Balicki is in the house. Hey, Holly, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Tim, for having me. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So for the listeners out there, um, you guys, health heroes, um, I know a lot of you know my story. Uh, I came, you know, I ended up at the Hippocrates Health Institute and I learned out about detox and nutrition, all this cool stuff. And it changed my life and I got my health back. I healed myself and that was very empowering and exciting. And it got me so excited that um, I left financial advising to tell other people how to do the same thing. Like everybody wants to be healthy, right? And we're sure suffering out there. So um I was interviewed in the Hippocrates magazine in 2018 and um, Holly being an alumnus gets the magazine too. It's called healing our world magazine. It's an, they put it out like I think four times a year or something like that. And um, had a nice article in there. And uh, I think I might've done some chef and stuff too, and made a few little foods and treats and things like that. that are healthy. And, and Holly picked up the magazine and, and she found me and I was, I was glowing like a golden orb of health. And so she reached out and we connected. And, and the funny thing was, is like, she got on the products. She loves them. She was referring me people. And then I don't know, what's it been like a year or so since we met, maybe a little longer. That's been a couple of years, yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. And then randomly, um, my podcast booking agency reaches out to her because she had a podcast and booked me and she's like, Oh yeah, get Tim on. And then I was like, let's tell your story. So that's what we have Holly on here today. So the, t- the title of, um, of, the, of the talk today is going to be called, um, well, here, let me, let me go over here. It's Mastering Mindset for Optimal Beauty. So I thought this was really an interesting topic. So what Holly does is she's like, uh, she's like a, you know, get smoking hot coach, right? Beauty Absolutely. coach. Absolutely. Beautiful from... And it's cool because, you know, we do that over here. Like I've, you know, people like comment on my skin and my clients, they get comments on their skin and stuff like that. We, we do the, you know, the physical, the biophysical stuff like that, that approach. But what's really interesting, what you're doing is you're doing that. And you're also deep into mindset and mindset is so important. It's so critical for anything in your life, anything, whether it's your career, your finances, your spiritual practice, you want to, you know, look good, be beautiful. The mindset is really important, and it actually reminds me, Holly, because I, I had an old. Um, we used to call the this um, this gut detox guide um, something else, like some cleanse manual or something. And in there, I had um, a page on this guy named uh, Doctor Maxwell Maltz. You familiar with that guy? I'm not. No. So he was one of the first uh, plastic surgeons in the United States. I mean, there's like he was in the one of the original 10 or something like that is number five or six or seven or something like that. I don't know. It's really early. And his mom wanted him to be a general practitioner doctor or something like that. He wanted to, he wanted to do plastic surgery. That's what, that was his excitement. 
and his family fought him and fought him. Well, he got into it and he became one of the most successive, successful plastic surgeons. So he was actually taking people that were getting car wrecks and getting disfigured and fixing them. You know, we're not talking about, you know, Hollywood uh, Botox craziness, you know, and putting cancer causing, you know, <laughs> agents into your lips and your forehead and that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there's really a disconnect there from loving self when you're injecting yourself with cancer-causing agents. Um, and, you know, a little bit of it is like, how's the industry even allow that? Um, number two, but if somebody knows about it, then why would they do it? I don't know. But anyway, Dr. Maxwell Maltz, you have to corral me. Holly, I get off on tangents. And he <laughs> this spent is the your first... Show. This is your show. I, so if you I wanna... know, but I need your help. So um, he, he, um, he spent like half of 30 years or whatever, fixing people. Right. And he thought it was really interesting, right. That he would like take this woman that got in a car wreck and he had her before pictures. And then he had the after pictures. Right. And, 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 you know, and then or she got wrecked and then after she's fixed again. So there's like three photos and she, you know, take the bandages off and she was all healed up. And, and he's like, wow, you look beautiful. And she goes, I don't feel beautiful. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, look at your face. You look like you turned into hamburger and look what I did. You know, you're, you're back to where you were, you know, she's like, yeah, but I don't feel, I don't feel beautiful. And he's like, okay. I didn't think much about it, but this kept happening over and over and over and over again. And he realized that there was this self image, how we actually, how we perceive ourselves, Right. And it, it intrigued him so much because he's like, no, you're, you're handsome again. You're beautiful again. I fixed it. You, you look great. But they saw themselves as ugly, worthless, um, you know, not worthy and not beautiful. And um, so he dedicated his, the rest of his career to figuring out how to repair the self-image, right? Because it's just as important. It's not about just how you look, but how you perceive how you look, because that's going to dictate your confidence. And literally on a, a frequency level, it's going to change your, your frequency in your body, which is going to determine your immune system and your total health and your happiness, and your confidence and all this. So it's so important. It's all related. So that's why I wanted to get Holly on today because, you know, um, her and I can jive quite a bit on, you know, gut detoxing and healing the gut. And we can talk about that a little bit. And for those of you, especially ladies out there or guys that want to have beautiful skin, we'll show you how. Stick around. Um, from the inside out, but there's, there's the mindset component. And I really wanted to go deep on that today, but before we do, let's talk about Holly. So how did you get into the health industry? What are you doing with your life right now? And what, what kind of inspired you to, you know, do what you're doing and becoming a, a, a beauty coach from the inside out and through the mind. All right. Lots of questions. Let me start here. <laughs> so imagine yourself being five years old, growing up in the seventies, and you go to kindergarten. I'm the first of three kids. They literally thought a term that they no longer use mentally retarded because my speech was so horrific. Now they'll say cognitively disabled had me tested. They were shocked as my mother loves to say I was above average. So that started opening up a can of worms now. So wait a minute. They said you were a mental retard and they thought you were. Yeah. But then you the, tested high on the IQ scale. Correct. <laughs> so you were like, what? <laughs> yeah. She's a genius. Well, we have Einstein here. I don't know. Maybe. But what was going on is at that time, people didn't talk about what was going on at the homes, you know, dysfunction. It wasn't even a term. Maybe it was, but it was swept underneath the rug. 
And what they did was, well, they started investigating. They got the school psychologist in. Now, my father stuttered severely, low self-esteem. He would randomly cry, suffered from depression. I didn't know that there was a label for it. He was my dad, you know, and he did the best that he could. Mm -hmm. Now, he had almost died when he was 40. I was four years old. So it was right before I entered kindergarten. Had a heart attack, didn't know it. Then he wound up having a stroke a week later. So then you got now physical sickness on top of the emotional stuff going on, which we all know they're all connected. Well, it's crazy that he had a heart attack and he didn't know. It's been a mild one. He thought it was bad heartburn. He was playing (laughs) golf. Beautiful day. Thought he ate something bad, which he ate a lot of hot dogs. Mm -hmm. We know what hot dogs do, but he was tall and thin. So, you know, he wasn't heavy per se. What could possibly go wrong? And he ignored it. He ignored that small, still voice. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. He talked about it years later, but at that time he chose to ignore it because he was out playing golf. Week later, he wound up having a stroke. My mother was pregnant at that time, a month shy from delivering my sister which unfortunately my sister now had some learning challenges because of that, but that's a whole nother conversation. So I'm entering kindergarten at this point and my speech was absolutely horrific, but where was I going to learn these basic language skills? My mother mispronounced everything. Her parents were from Germany and my father stuttered and there was a lot of dysfunction in the house. So that was kind of my beginning. Now, from there, I was so lucky because I had a lot of school teachers that stepped up to the plate Mm. at a time where this was rare. Second grade, I'll never forget the moment that my teacher brought me to the front of the class. Well, two things had happened that year. The first one was she brought me in front of the class and she created some sort of a mathematical problem, measured me for whatever reason, and sent me clothes anonymously because of the way I was showing up in school, obviously looked horrible and it bothered her. Well, I didn't know any better because you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm. Tricky teacher. Yeah, yeah. Get up here, we'll do a math problem. I'm gonna measure you and then send you some clothes. What a sweetheart. Oh my God, lucky, so lucky. Then from there, then another time, she curled my hair in class. Why on earth she brought a curling iron to school? Who knows, but she did. But that was the first time, Tim, that I was connected. I didn't have a mirror. I didn't think about it. I didn't think of what I looked like. I was just being me. And I felt beautiful from the inside out. I didn't even know what the heck she did to my hair, but I felt so pretty because somebody was paying attention to me. That's something I did not have at home. My parents were incredibly... um, Well, like I said, dysfunction, but the language that they used over me, for example, now this, this might sound like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. I'm not saying this to play a small violin. I'm just showing you where it doesn't matter where you come from. You can create anything. It doesn't have to be your story. You can change your story. Bad things happen. It's part of life. It just is. But one of the things that my parents would, they would sing this to me, by the way, This sounds horrible. Holly's evil. Holly's scum. All she does is chew bubble gum. And it sounds, and I'm laughing because it sounds so like deranged and crazy. And I know it is, 
for some odd ball, God blessed reason, I remember looking at them five, six, seven years old. And I thought, what is wrong with these people? Um, they're crazy. There's something wrong with them. Okay. So oh, wait a minute. They actually sang this song to you. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. 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 Jeez. And I'm very visual. I'm very visual. You know, first it's visual, then I'm audio. So did and you chew bubble gum? I did. I chewed a lot of bubble gum. <laughs> okay. Well, they were right on one thing at least. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they would try, there was this one t-shirt that said, I'm a little devil. By itself, it probably would have been absolutely fine. Wouldn't have bothered me. But because they put it on me and said, now everybody's going to know that you're evil. I was like, oh my gosh, because I'm walking around with this t-shirt on, you know? So it's just, it's crazy. We don't think about, I'm going to pull this out here. So they were like a tag team. They were in unison on yeah. this. Yeah. So here's a little, this is, this is video, right? So anyhow. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to play this or not, but because um, I just use the audio on my podcast, but these are mustard seeds. And we don't think about what we're seeding into our lives, the positive and the negative, and they multiply, whether it's our intention or not, the conversations that we have with ourselves, the stuff that we, that other people tell us all the time, whether we choose to believe it or not, we are seeding these things into us. So moving forward, um, I remember the school psychologist, again, they're always like pulling me to the office. Hey, we're going to move you to this foster home. They love camping. You know, they love kids. Tim, I just didn't know what I did wrong. Please let me know what I need to do to make it right because it's all I knew and I didn't want to be taken away out of my house. I was scared to death. I'm like 10 years old now-ish. So then I go over to fourth grade. This is the big side of the hall because you got the school divided small mm -hmm. kids bigger kids now I'm with the bigger kids and here comes this woman her name was Miss Aim Mary Aim she didn't have any children that woman eventually in the future would become my foster mother not once but three different times so my foster mother former fourth grade school teacher mm -hmm. took me in when I was 14 years old so I'm jumping ahead here but one thing that I do want to say that I left out is when I was in fifth grade, my original kindergarten teacher that had me tested for whatever reason, and I didn't stay too connected to her. So I don't know why she did this. She reached out to me and says, look, the, um, there's a YMCA, they're doing a program. You'd be a great fit. They teach you how to like file your nails, groom yourself. Because again, I guess I didn't look very groomed at that time. Sure, I'll take, you know, I'll do that. I'll thank you very much. She drove me there, would um, take me back home. She paid the bill. This was like four or six weeks long. I can't remember. But again, what did she do? She seated me. Mm -hmm. So this is why I am so passionate about mindset because fast forward, yeah, I started modeling when I was young. I didn't even know that I had so many problems. They tell you, you know, your hips are too big, your boobs are too small, your nose is crooked, your ears aren't right. Wow. Okay. So mentally I got dissected when I was younger. Now you're dissecting me physically. What the hell's wrong with you people? But I didn't know any better. This was just, it was fun. It was playful. It was creative for me. That was the reason why I was interested in it. Well, and I was good at it too. Well, I started doing makeup and makeup, not to cover up 
but again, it was fun. It was play. It was creativity. It was to enhance, definitely not to cover up. And then comes the clothes, more play, right? Then I got into the hair piece. So these are slow building blocks. And that's where I learned the foundation of beauty. Yeah, I learned the outside, but it truly, truly starts on the inside. Eventually, I went back to hair school. Yeah, I did photo shoots. I did all this stuff. You don't have to have a cosmetology license, but I went back to school, hairdressing school, worked at a couple of different salons, didn't like some of the things that I saw, right? And went out on my own. And hair wasn't enough for me. I absolutely love hair. I only use organic products. That's fine. I love doing that. But I, there's, there was something else going on where I thought I could help these women. So the makeup wasn't about covering up stuff. It was, it was fun. It was creative. Um, I don't know. It was often some little story. But anyhow, the point being is that mindset Mindset is for everything. The whole, I don't care if it's health, I don't care if it's beauty, relationships, your job, buying a house, buying a car, losing weight, doing a detox. Everything starts with mindset. It's your way of being. And um, you had asked me about how I got into the whole health piece. My sister that I had shared with you, who was, my mother was pregnant, um, mm -hmm. eight months pregnant when my father had a heart attack and then a stroke. She was in a really bad relationship and um, wound up her and her daughter wound up staying with us for quite some time at the house that I grew up in that I had bought for my mom reluctantly because I didn't want to live there, but we did gutted it out, redid it. It was great. I felt confident about it. Hey, I'm being responsible. This house is going to get paid off while I'm young, yada, yada. Well, then here comes my sister who needed help. And my niece, who was a month shy of turning five and had all sorts of different health challenges, physically and emotionally. So what did I do? Don't know a lot about kids, but I guess I get to figure this out. All right. So all my attention that I was focusing on my business went into them. Then my own health crashed. That's when I went to Hippocrates. And that was in 2012, where I went through the three-week program. And then I went mm -hmm. back and went for the health educators program. Best thing ever. And I've done some other stuff as well, but that's the foundation. And, you know, when I went through the three weeks, I'll never forget. I had my own room. There was a young girl that I heard just crying and crying. She had breast cancer. And I heard her on the phone talking to somebody bits and pieces. And she was so distraught because how could her boyfriend leave her? Da, da, da. And I thought to myself, it's that, it's that emotional piece. It's the whole inner and the outer. It's the inner and the outer, you know? It's mm -hmm. hard because even though that we, we all have different challenges in life, we're embarrassed, we're ashamed, we don't want to be vulnerable and whatever that is, you know, maybe some people are okay with it. And other women, especially women that own their own businesses, it's been my experience or women that want to have a certain image. They felt like they feel like they're going to be looked at differently if they open themselves up or they might lose themselves. But what they don't realize is that's making them just as sick and they're not able to move forward. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. Your relationships, your business, your personal life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Being lazy, cutting corners, yeah. avoidance, yeah. going to these hiding places. Um, people do it a lot of time. Food can be a hiding place. Yeah. 
email, it, social media, all these know, things. And, and I get it. I get it. Um, you know, people don't wake up and go, woohoo, today I'm going to hide. That's not necessarily <laughs> what their intention is, but that's what they wind up doing. That's how they yeah. show up. Awesome. And so you went to Hippocrates, you did the three week life transformation program, and you went back to the health, health educator program, which is awesome. And um, you learned all about natural foods and detoxing, nutrition, gut health, microbiome, all these things there. Came back. And then what are you doing like in your business today? What is, what is your business? Okay. So I'm a beauty transformation coach and I help women get healthier on the inside so they can feel beautiful on the outside. What they don't realize is often is that it is an inside outside job. Mm -hmm. I help yeah, them get clarity, courage, and confidence. Cool. Well, let's do this. That was a good backstory. Now we know where you're from, why you're so passionate about what you do on so many levels. Um, you're really a miracle um, with all this. I mean, with the programming your parents gave you and you just seem to ignore it and say they're weird. Uh, most kids would really wear that um, and maybe never recover from it. So and then you went on to help other people and it's just really cool. And then you had to help yourself, right? You got forced back, back against the wall when you had the health health challenge. Um so oh, what was the health challenge, by the way? Is it okay if we talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Nothing horribly traumatic, but um, I was in my 30s and I just wasn't feeling that good. Mm -hmm. Small stuff, achy, hip was bothering me, um, wasn't pooping as much as I should mm -hmm. have been, horrible periods, mm -hmm. adrenal fatigue. I didn't even know that was a thing at that time. Yeah, something that only happens to 90-year-old women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're feeling it at uh, 30 and thyroid. So, mm. you know, and I've always been a person that has pulled myself up on my bootstraps and just like, you know what, got to figure this out, got to figure this out, got to figure this out. Go, 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 go. Well, drinking coffee and pushing yourself really isn't a healthy choice. And even though that I was perhaps around my peers, more health conscious, what does that mean? Anyhow, people have no idea, you know, no. So, and I'm no. still, I'm, all, I'm committed to always learning and growing. I don't have all the answers. I'm always lean in with curiosity. What else is there? What else is there? What mm -hmm. else is there? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why we hit it off. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we'll talk into some of the, I want to talk about some of the, um, the issues that men and women are facing today when they don't understand mastering their mind and why they're not feeling beautiful. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my special guest, Holly Balicki, and we're talking about mastering mindset for optimal beauty. Now, who would have thought you were your... You can get pretty by thinking about it. Well, you can. It's it's something that's happened. It's happening. And it's going to continue to happen as long as Holly and I are around. Is that right? Absolutely. That is right. So 
everybody needs to know that they are beautiful just the way they are, but there's nothing wrong with, you know, taking, taking your body, your life, um, everything, your, your life by the reins and, and putting yourself back in the saddles. So you can be in control of your life. We really promote people over here, Holly, to be their own doctor, to learn how to self heal, to figure things out just like you do. That's one. You actually remind me, I've got a friend of mine, Rob, he, uh, um, he's, it's, I'm not going to get into the whole story, but he just, he's on the internet all the time and he's an internet marketer now and he didn't know anything, but he really liked the internet and stuff. And he just kept figuring it out. He'd get to a roadblock and he would just figure it out and go to the next thing, figure it out, figure it out. He's been figuring stuff out for 12, 15 years online. And, and now he's doing, you know, really good financially because of it. And he struggled for a long time, like living out of his car and people's couches and stuff like that. But just every dime he made, he put it back into advertising dollars, trying to figure out advertising. Right. But he figured it out. And you, you said that, and that just reminded me of him. And that's just a really good strategy. It's like the only way you're ever going to lose in any area of life is just to quit or give up. Yeah. That's it. And if you are committed, if you have that mindset where you're absolutely committed to this outcome, no matter what, um, most likely you're going to make it happen. Yeah. Right? One thing I want to say, I want everybody to remember this. We get embarrassed about certain situations, maybe our background, whatever the story is. And I've learned to reframe a lot of language. My, one of the things my mom would say is if you don't do anything, you can't do anything wrong. Here's how I spun that. It's only a big deal. If you make it a big deal. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. So you've been, you know, obviously in your coaching practice, you're dealing with this stuff and meeting people all the time. Mm -hmm. What are, just so maybe somebody out there can relate to this, um, why are people coming, why are they hiring you as a coach? What, what problems are they trying to solve as far as the beauty, oh, beauty thing? Great question. Okay. So a lot of times they don't even know. They just know that they feel off. They don't feel right. They're bloated. There's their challenge. There's certain, they're hiding, they're hiding. There's certain things that um, there's opportunities for them, jobs, dating, and they don't feel like stretching themselves to do, to do those things. And they're not quite sure why. So then I start asking and getting curious and open them up. Um, one of the first things that I do do is we take them on a sugar detox. And as simple as that sounds, because we have to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Learning how to- Yes, it's sugars and everything today. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of really taking inventory, personal inventory on your emotional well-being, but also inventory in your kitchen. What are you putting into your body? You know, what kind of thinking is going on? Do you have stinking thinking? Do you have stinking foods that you're putting in your body? I mean, yeah. So I'm going to keep it really basic. And that's where I like to start. Okay. So when somebody, well, let's just talk about this part. So somebody's like comes to you and you asking questions and then you're telling, they tell you that they, they don't see themselves as a beautiful person. No, because they don't know that yet. Mm. They don't know. So they just come to you for, they're more coming to you for health. They're, well, it depends. Cause I have some hair clients that I also coach with. Mm -hmm. So, so I can get them in that way, or they come to me for health. I'm doing something that they like, and they're drawn to me and they're not quite sure why that's an often one. That's that a makes sense. 
it's just your vibrational frequency. So yeah. you actually have a hair salon, correct? Correct. I have a hair studio. Hair yeah. studio, non-toxic hair ingredients. Non-toxic hair ingredients, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, those of you getting your hair cut and dyed out there, this is a very important thing. Yes, they do exist. And, yeah. you know, you're like, well, Holly's, uh, and you live, are you in Chicago? No, I'm in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, so if you live Milwaukee. not in Milwaukee, if you're definitely in Milwaukee, go see Holly at Beauty Wisdom, right? Beauty Wisdom is my podcast. My studio is Beauty Outside In. Beauty Outside In. Cool. Mm-hmm. But if you. not, they can call you and you can tell their hairdresser what kind of stuff to use. Actually, why don't you tell them right now? So you know what? why don't you just go to Beauty or I got too many websites. Hollybalicki.com. I like to keep it easy. Okay, Reach we'll out to that. me. But I have to I have a um, funny story to share with you. So when I started switching organic, cause somebody called me out and said, Holly, if you do all this detoxification and you're coaching women, why on earth would you use the products that you are? This is years ago. This Smart. is even before Hippocrates. Why don't you, you know, why don't you use an organic color line? Well, at that time, they were kind of hard to find. Finally mm-hmm. found one, tried a whole bunch of them. And I was so excited. And I'm telling my clients, Hey, I got this new product line. I'm going to try this on you. Organic. Oh, that stuff doesn't work. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and start using it on them and not even say anything. So then they start calling me up and go, hey, have you done anything different in my hair? I'm like, well, I'm super curious. Why are you asking? Whatever it is, it's great. Remember that organic stuff that you're really concerned about? That's what we've been using the past three times. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. That's the best thing. Just like I told my mom, I'm like, I said, don't tell, don't tell dad that you're putting something healthy in there, using a healthy mayonnaise instead of an unhealthy one. I mean, like simple stuff. Oh no, I could never do that. Now this is a special mayonnaise and it's not, what's not normal. What's wrong with, I don't want that crap. You know, it's just like, just do it. You don't say nothing. I actually, we went to a plant-based, it was kind of a junk food plant-based pet thing when this was a few years after I'd made the transition to to plant-based and all this stuff. And, and my mom and dad, drove up to uh, Portland and we were, went out to dinner and uh, my dad got a chicken sandwich. Now it's not something I would eat because the chicken sandwich was made out of soy, but he did. And, and we didn't say nothing. We didn't say nothing until we were driving home. And then I was like, Hey dad, how was your chicken sandwich? <laughs> and he was like, Oh, you know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good chicken sandwich. And then the girl, my, my, my wife at the time and, and my mom were back there giggling and laughing. Cause they knew he's like, what's so funny. And she's like, I said, well, dad, it's, you know, it wasn't chicken meat. It was made out of plants basically. And he's like, what? He's like, and he got mad. He's like, I'm never going back there again. And I'm like, <laughs> you just said you freaking enjoyed it, dude. You, yeah. you know, it's pretty good. And he doesn't lie. So it's just like, whatever such a weird mentality that people have it's so weird especially when it's like somebody like yourself or myself is like we're just trying to help you okay wake up these toxic chemicals are killing you they're killing your kids they're they're reducing your quality of life big time you can't see them just because you can't see them like they're out of sight out of mind it's like whatever so anyway well good on you for switching out and and helping them like it or not right so now they get healthy Cause you can do it. There's always a way where there's a will, there's a way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I still want to get into like, I know people are coming to you for health and stuff like that, but let's talk about some of the struggles, um, that men and women are having, um, as far as their self-image, 
What are you noticing with that? I I work with mostly women. So it's 95%. And one of the things is actually um, self-care, healthy boundaries. That is the number one thing that I see. But women don't know it until we start uncovering this. Again, self-care, and you brought up another one, healthy boundaries. That's a good one. We should talk about that. Self-care and healthy boundaries. Because women naturally, you know, they're, they're very loving beings. And again, what were we seeing? Mustard seeds. She's pointing at mustard seeds, yeah, people. Yeah. So it's our job, you know, to take care of others. This is the story that women believe. And I think that's great. But if we don't take care of ourselves, how on earth are we going to take care of anybody else? Can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, mama bear just kind of laying around in the cave and not going out and eating or doing nothing. Baby bear is not going to learn how to do anything. Where's the salmon at? Where's what grass do I eat? Do I eat these berries or not? Um, should I just dig in this log and get some grubs? I mean, mama bear has to lead by example. I always talk about that. People ask me to sign off on a podcast. I always say, put yourself first. You know, you have to put yourself first. You, you, the only reason you're not healthy right now, or you don't feel like you're beautiful is because you haven't made your health a priority. You haven't made yourself a priority. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you do that, the universe will start realigning itself for you. Like literally. Absolutely. Okay. And what you get is what you expect. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. So the self-care piece, we get that. Let's talk about healthy boundaries. I think that's a really important topic, especially for, for women. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are some um, ideas around that? It's it's not that black and white though. And this is where I go back to the mindset. It actually does get a little bit, it's like quicksand. They get sucked back in because they get sucked into their stories and what they're not realizing is, I believe that we're all diamonds and we lose our shine along the way. Junk gets thrown at us and we've forgotten that we have the ability to dust ourselves off, but instead we're handing our dusting cloth to everybody else and we're looking externally versus internally because it starts right, right. with us going, hey, what's the problem here? And so... It takes a while. It takes a long time. It can take months, sometimes a year to start reframing and going, oh yeah, because it's habits and it's learning how to undo your habits because again, what you've seeded. So it's all these habits that they've stacked for all these years. So it's growing that awareness meter. So healthy boundaries, yeah, most of us know what to do. We're conscious of that. But if we have stinking thinking around it, it really takes time to reverse engineer what has been planted and what we believed for all these years. So do you, in any of your coaching clients, do you see any of your, um, any of the women clients, when you talk about healthy boundaries, that they're not setting healthy boundaries around the relationship? Absolutely. Like, Like maybe they're allowing the guy to talk a certain way to them and they excuse excuse it away. Oh, he's busy. He's tired. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of putting down, there must be something wrong with me, you know, or they want, okay. So one gal that I had worked with, her husband did not literally every day, her husband did not tell her how beautiful she was. That's what she needed to hear. You know why she needed to hear that? because she didn't feel beautiful. So therefore now, because her husband's not telling her, 
it's validating that she's really not beautiful because he's not recognizing that. That wasn't his love language. Is there something wrong with him? I don't know. That's up to you to decide. You know what I mean? But for her, instead of her working on the inside, she was wanting her husband to fix her. Well, that mm -hmm. marriage, unfortunately, did not work. And now she's always looking for validation from everybody else outside of her versus wanting to look within. Yeah. Because it's and then as soon as somebody gives her validation, she's probably like a magnet to them. Absolutely. And, and, then, and then that's a problem because they might validate one part, but then they might be lacking in another area. And then yeah. it's not any end up feeling good. You just have to like put yourself first and like and set those boundaries and just like, look, this is the way it is. You can't, <laughs> don't cross this line. This is, this is a sacred line right here because it's your own person, you know, you're talking about. Yeah. So there's a lot of gray. I mean, it's not like, Hey, there's a three part system, one, two, and three. It right. Right. Time. Yeah. It takes time. So when it comes to detoxification, all the healthy eating, you first have to tackle this. Yeah. We can do some of that, but if we don't take care of the foundation, how's the rest going to support you? Mm -hmm. Because awesome. when somebody comes along and starts questioning you, you know, you're going to be like teetering all over the place. Cool. And I always say slow and steady always wins the race. The turtle always wins. Just keep going. Just keep going. That's all you have to do. Stay in the game. Yep. Don't quit. You'll eventually get there. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we're going to take another quick break. And when we get back, let's get into some of the solutions. I talked to you guys earlier about that. We'll get into some healthy stuff and some gut stuff, but we're also going to get deep into mindset and, and maybe some strategies uh, Holly can share with us that are practical and easy to do that you can get started with. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back again with Holly Balicki, health coach, beauty coach, mindset coach. Um, Holly, we've talked about your backstory. It's pretty awesome. I can see where all the you know motivation and power and energy comes from um, and what you're doing. And, um, and then we talked about issues that people are facing and how they see themselves, self-image. And obviously, the environment plays a huge part, right? Inputs, all those inputs, the air the water, the food, the, the relationships, the carpet. <laughs> like There's so many things, the, the shampoos, the clothing, anything that comes into contact with the body, your hair dye. If you're dyeing your hair, or you want to go over to Holly's shop and get it done or, or get something similar. Don't be poisoning yourself anymore. Actually, you know what? I read a long time ago, this is when I started telling all my women clients about hair dyes, that they actually had to shut down like the bay in San Francisco from people swimming in there. And the reason why it was like, um, if I remember right, it was like, it was because of the, it was from the hair dyes. It was from the toxins and the hair dyes had made their way somehow, you know, it goes in the drain and goes out and into the waste treatment plants. It was spilling over something or whatever. And it just got in the environment and they were so, these cause cancer. Like, yeah. so literally there was so much toxic chemicals from the hair 
from the hair dyes that it, it shut down like San Francisco Bay or LA or somewhere down. I think it was San Francisco. Anyway, that's when I was like, started telling women, I was like, Hey, look, you need to get healthy hair dye. And they were like, or you, I know I'd say you, you, you got to stop dyeing your hair like that. Well, I learned very quickly. That's not what you tell a woman that dyes her hair. <laughs> you do not present a big problem like that without a solution. There has to be a solution. So I got into like, I, I went and got my own hair dyed to try it out. I tried Oway and Mastay and we did, I did hair print and, you know, probably all the ones that you did. And then I was able to give them some solutions so that I didn't get in trouble. Cause so just giving you a word of warning out there, guys, if you're listening and you're trying to tell your wife, Hey, don't stop dyeing your hair. Okay. You can't just do that. Okay. I'm saving you right now. So just make sure it's like, Hey, I learned that there's a lot of toxins in, in these hair dye that actually cause cancers. And the good news is the great news is as there's lots of companies out there that actually have non-toxic ones that work as just as good or even better. And your hairstylist can, um, can just use those instead. And then I can keep you around as my wife for a lot longer because you won't get cancer. How does that sound? That'd probably go. be a better page. Win-win. Win-win. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some of the solutions. So um, you put people on a no sugar deal. You do a, a sugar no detox, sugar. which is huge. So huge. I do what I help women with is an emotional and a physical detox. I call it beauty reset. So okay. we go over mindset, nutrition, and beauty. And the mindset are pieces that we were talking about growing your awareness meter. Um, you know, if you're going to date your, or first of all, if you're going to date somebody, you're going to go out dating, right? What do you do? I hope that you lean in with curiosity and you don't judge right away because a lot of times, you know, what do people do? We want to judge a book by its cover, but let's mm -hmm. get rid of that conversation and let's just lean in with curiosity. Well, I tell women, why don't we get, you know, date yourself, get to know yourself, lean in with curiosity, ask why. Once you know why, ask yourself why again, why is that? Why is that? What is that about? Where did that story come from? Is that my own thinking? Is that something that somebody fed me? What is that? What does that look like? What would be the possibility if I started reframing that? And that's where I do the three steps to loving the woman in the mirror. Mm -hmm. What is your personal loving statement? Okay. Grab paper and pen. Let's do a brain jump or a brain dump ways of being bold, powerful, courageous, beautiful. What are some things that scare the hell out of you, but yet you admire and you want to be? What are those things for you? Just start jotting them down and then go ahead, get a highlighter or a pen, circle your top three. Don't overthink it. Don't get stuck in your head. Just go ahead and circle your top three. Now number those top three, first, second, third. Don't get stuck in your head. Don't overanalyze it. Just do it. And then what you say is I am, because I am are the most two powerful words that you're ever going to say about yourself before the rest come. They're I, actually powerful just by themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, it can look like I am a strong, confident, beautiful woman. I am a strong, confident, bold woman, whatever that is, those three mm -hmm. words. And then you add woman, or if you're a guy, then you would add a guy. But like I said, most of my clients are actually women. 
And these are something that you have. What to if I identify as a um, zebra? Well, if that makes you feel better, knock yourself out. <laughs> oh. I just want to be politically correct. You know, you never know. People identify as all kinds of stuff. I'm a little sad about the whole thing, actually. I, I, I think it's fine if somebody wants to identify as something as you're an adult, but to 24-7 push it on kids, I think it really is messing them up, especially when they have all these chemicals going on inside of them and they're changing in hormones. Yeah, planting seeds. Yeah. Planting weird seeds into our children. So I don't yeah. know why I thought about that. but That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it is. It is. So but, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You are beautiful. So, absolutely. all right. So keep going. So it's, you literally have to rewire your brain. I also do EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, which is, are you familiar with it? It's, it's yeah. I, th I think I've had a little bit of that uh, done. A gal was like a, we went to her, like, it was like a, not a Pilates class, but some type of a movement class. And then she did, did that stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, in short, basically what you do is you tap on different meridians. Mm -hmm. And it lights up the left brain and the right brain. And then there's some language involved and it neutralizes certain events. It's great for PTSD, you know, any kind of trauma, any kind of negative story, and then reprogramming. It's a beautiful tool. That's awesome. I'm just going to pull up your website again real quick. Um, Cause I know that thing's going to pop up and I wanted to talk about it. It was the, um, Three steps. Uh, before I forget, there's that there's a free gift on, on Holly's website at hollyblicky.com. And it's a free gift. And where's it at? It says three steps to love the woman in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I want to help build a healthier life too. Yeah, cool. All right. So I just want to make sure that I didn't forget about that. Um, all right. So you, you have this process you take people through. Um, you do the sugar detox, this beauty reset. Mm -hmm. And you really focus on mindset. Um, and then what are some of the, some of the things you're doing on the inside out as far as the gut for beauty or anything else that you want to share? Well, the first step is removing the sugar and then getting your gut mm -hmm. healthier. And I actually have these charts. I'm putting it together. I don't have it in front of me, but um, you know, probiotic. Well, first is awareness because I don't mm -hmm. want to overwhelm the person. And the longer I work with them, then we add more to their plate. And sometimes we're taking a lot off their plate and that's mm -hmm. challenging. And then you don't want to put too much on because they're like, oh my gosh, but um, fermented foods, probiotics. I mean, these are things that you're familiar with, Tim, you know, reading labels, all of that stuff. How do you get your gut healthier? Why would you and want to read a label? Oh, come I'm on. I'm so busy. So busy. You can't just buy the package because it's pretty. That's called marketing. And they'll get you. I know every time. Almost every time. <laughs> they'll get you almost every time, like 98% of the time. You know, and I tell people simple. Why do you have to make it so complicated? You can prepare your own food. I mean, I teach people on how to juice, how to, you, you know, smoothies. Now, the whole argument about smoothies versus juicing. Well, most of us have digestive problems. I prefer juicing. Are smoothies bad? Absolutely not. However, if you have a serious gut issue, guess what? Juices are going to hydrate you. Juices are going to give you the nutrients that you need. It's going to scrub those cells down. That's what I always say. It's going to get that sticky glue off. That's mm -hmm. clumping everything together. Have you ever done live blood analysis? Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. oh, quite fascinating. And anybody that has not done that, she brings up an important point. It's called live blood cell microscopy. And they actually prick your finger and then they put some blood between some glass slides and they look at it under a microscope and you get to be right there with the, the blood tech. And then they point out what's going on. You see the rouleau effect where the cells are sticking together. And then it's just like the garbage floating around inside of it. And then you, you know, did they do that for you at Hippocrates? And then, well, okay. So I, I was actually there a handful of times. And while I was going through the program, they did not have it. However, they did have it at another time where they had, um, gosh, I forget the name, some sort of a health fair, somebody independent came in and I did it. Mm -hmm. But here's the cool thing. So one of the times that I got to do it, and this is actually here in my local town, is I did live blood analysis. It was a little bit sticky, drank some green juice, 20 minutes later, did it again. And then all of a sudden you could see all the oxygen moving around. Mm -hmm. So I tell people Amazing. this because when people go, oh, it doesn't really matter what you drink or eat. Yes, it does. And here's, here's a live demonstration for you to experience. Are you talking to doctors when you ask that question? No, I, I stay away from doctors. <laughs> <laughs> they usually say that, oh, just take a multivitamin. Yeah, I should take my own advice. I got to go. Mm. You know, um, just no training there. Okay, so um, awareness, read labels, prepare your food, do juices. Mindful eating, mindful eating, chew your, or I was going to say chew, fermented yeah. foods. Fermented foods, chew your juice, liquefy. Chew your, your juice? That chew sounds so crazy. What does that mean? Yeah. Hold it in your mouth 10 to 30 seconds. Let the saliva get in there so you can digest it better and then swallow. Just because you're juicing does not mean that you need to guzzle it down in 10 seconds or less. That's not going to so support you. <laughs> what she's talking about there is secreting your own enzymes. So putting enzymes, mixing your own enzymes in with the juice, which would have normally happened if you would have chewed it, but the juicer did the chewing for you. Right. And you're just getting all those nutrients and enzymes without the burden of digestion. That way that allows the body to heal faster. Okay. Um, six. So you said probiotics. Good. Probiotics. And do you do any, um, do you teach any rehabilitation techniques for, 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 for gut health, like, because you know, when people are on the standard American diet their whole life, they're basically eating cooked food, which has been bastardized. It's been denatured, right? So it's the resistance has kind of left the house, left the building. And it's the resistance from these fibers that actually keep our intestinal lining um, uh, and our gut action strong. You know, it's because there's, there's some weight there. There's some resistance. So when you're eating cooked food your whole life, like I did, the digestive tract actually atrophies. It's like it's muscle action. It's ability to push food through you and, and, and pull nutrients through the intestinal lining into the blood. So this is one of the reasons why people have sluggish gut, right? Or slow gut. They have slow digestion, they have, you know, poop problems and gas and constipation. And a lot of it's because they haven't um, rehabilitated that gut. So, you know, we use things like we make sure that people chew their food really, 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 really well. We have them add raw foods into their diet. And if they're currently at 20% raw food, as an example, and 80% cooked, we have them bump it up just 10%, go to 30. And then chew that food really well. Because adding more raw foods is bringing the resistance or the weights back into the gut. And you don't, sometimes people, if they do it all at once, it's too much. And they're like, oh, it's not working. And they don't have the other, <clears throat> they just don't know. And they're not chewing their food well. And they're not taking digestive enzymes during this process. And it's usually about a two to three year process to rehabilitate that gut, including abdominal exercises. So especially for women, 
Mm-hmm. What we've learned is if you have severe poo-poo problems, abdominal core exercises daily, every single day to start rehabilitating that because women have a little less muscle structure than men. But is it, do you agree with that? Or is there anything else you'd yeah, like absolutely. to add to that? Well, and actually, and I teach um, Pilates. So, well, mm-hmm. let me reframe that. I take Pilates. I don't teach Pilates, but I will share some techniques with people. And I, you know, another thing that I do too, is I'll do two day inside outside beauty retreats and mm-hmm. I will have different experts coming in. You know, I'm not a gut expert. Um, my strength is beauty mindset, stuff like that. Teach the basic stuff. I don't go into the whole deep gut. I do have a friend who does nothing but all gut stuff. So I send people to her because that's her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So you help people take care of their gut. You help them take care of their mindset. And um, and they start. Mindset, so what? And beauty. My, what was the middle one? Mindset, nutrition, and beauty. Right. Mindset, nutrition, and beauty. So. You know, I, I would say, okay. So now you got me thinking here when I say nutrition, it is nutrition and also detoxification is really what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. 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 The detoxing is, has to be there nowadays. We just live in a polluted world, unfortunately. And it's just, it is what it is. And if you're listening out there and you haven't, you've heard of these buzzwords like cleanse and detox, but you're not sure. And you didn't know where to start. Um, the most important thing is to yeah get a plan, put yourself first and then get started. Cause it's really important to get this stuff out, clean out your digestive tract, clean out your cells, uh, intercellularly, your blood system, your mu- muscle and fat tissue, and clean it up because it's it's literally a microscopic trash bucket. I mean, but you can't see it. That's the problem. And nobody realizes this stuff until they start getting it out of them. And they're like, oh my God, I feel amazing. I feel like a, I feel 10 years younger. Yeah, it's because you're carrying around this microscopic backpack of toxins that are disabling your immune system and your your activity, your, your energy. It just it, it wanes on people and they just don't see it. All right. So I just really like the way you're, you're doing things. You're really focused on uh, detoxing, nutrition, gut health, mm-hmm. as far as beauty goes, but then you took it another step and then you really help people focus on the mindset. Yeah. And it's, it's so, so important. And yeah. I hope, go ahead. Here's the thing. I can do a complete makeover on somebody. I can make a woman, you know, stand out from the crowd, but what good does that do if she doesn't feel comfortable standing out from the crowd? I can do the best makeup job, hair job. I can teach her how to walk. I can teach her how to dress. But if she doesn't have it in here first, the rest doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've see, I've seen that in my life where you have somebody that's like, you know, I've actually met women that are drop dead gorgeous, but they're very self conscious and they have a low self esteem. Whereas there might be another woman who doesn't wear any makeup at all, doesn't care, and she's the most confident vivacious, attractive person out there because of her confidence level and her personality. And she's fun, mm-hmm. right? And she's not, you know, playing small. She's living life big, right, you know, because right, right. it's a one-shot deal. So, yeah. So we want everybody to feel like that. We want everybody to feel confident. And a lot of that confidence comes from getting awareness and then taking new actions, getting new results, changing your inputs, and getting different output, which is your quality of life. Absolutely. So. Well, was there anything else that you'd like to add um, for the, especially the women out there that are listening or the guys that might want to forward this to their wife about like <laughs> their self-confidence, their beauty, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Cause I mean, we have people probably up in deer, uh, like literally I, got, I talked to one guy and he was like, yeah, I was in a deer stand listening to your podcast. 
So we, we have people up in the woods and trees even listening. Just depends. Yeah, I would say, you know what? Just get curious with yourself. And instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I could never do that. What if you could? What would that look like for you? Step into possibility versus- What if you could? What if? Exactly, exactly. And what is your life going to look like five years from now if you choose not to take committed action? Mm, powerful. I actually remember at Hippocrates Health Institute when they were talking about this, like they said, they said, Tim, or they took talking to the group. I'm, you know, sitting there talking to me too, because I was in the group. <laughs> and they said, Hey, if you, if we were to take every cell out of your body today and put it in a file cabinet and categorize it, you know, and, and you know, whatever they, you know, file it away. And then we come back in seven years, we pull out all those cells and match them up to the cells that you have today, the new cells in seven years, different cells, completely different cells. In fact, in seven years, the body that you have today is gone. It's no longer, it's new. I mean, the liver, you have a new liver every six weeks. Think about that. Your skin's always regenerating. Your hair is growing, hair is falling out. You know, um, we, you, think about it. You get a cut and it heals and it goes away. So we have this self cellular regeneration, self-regenerating um, vehicle, basically. And you can totally regenerate yourself in seven years. And I thought about that and I was like, wow, in seven years, mm -hmm. if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to probably be more the same. But if I do this, what they're showing me, and I'm already feeling really good, I can be a new me. And that I made a decision at the Institute that day. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm freaking doing this because I was looking around and there was people there that were, had been working at that Institute for 10, 20 years. And they look 10 to 20 years younger than everybody else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They look great. In fact, I'll put give a shout out to, to nurse Karen. Uh, she was there. And um, I remember like um, meeting her and I thought like her skin was glowing. She looked amazing. And then she told me, she's like, yeah, I'm like 50 something. I'm like, and I'm like, I couldn't even believe it. And then this other guy, Dr. Scott Josephson, he had just turned 50 and he looked maybe like he was 40. And Dr. Clement at the time was like probably 65 or something. And he looked like he was 45, yeah. like literally. So everybody, a lot of these people were like, they looked amazing. Their skin, the, the chef there, uh, Chef Ken Blue, man, I mean, these people looked, he's out there, you know, he's the head chef, but then he's also out there teaching like Qigong. Right. Right. So they're all like living the lifestyle. They're they're doing the movement with the body and they're drinking the the healthy, clean, purified, restructured water and the green juices and eating the sprouts and the and it's just like and they're doing yoga and moving the body and they're in the sunshine and they're hanging out with people and doing what they love. And guess what? You are a byproduct of your environment and your think. And these people looked fantastic. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna do that. In seven years, I'm gonna be new Tim James, new cells. And I'm going to, instead of building it up with, you know, like Dr. Clement said with, um, what do you say? It was like, oh, it was like glue and paste. That's standard American diet. I'm going to build my body and my cells with brick and mortar. And these are fresh, natural foods. And I'm going to detox myself and I'm going to do it. And I did. And I got the same results as these people. So let me now ask it's you. Like, so, awesome. okay. so it's a lifestyle. It, it's yeah. not in that it's not a plate that you order and then you're done with it in a short period of time. What was your mindset around the people that were around you? Because this is a common thing that people go, well, I can't do that. What are people going to think about me? Okay. Again, stinking thinking, right? But did you care out of curiosity, what other people thought about you when you decided at that time, 
you know what, I'm taking committed action and this is how I'm going to live the rest of my life. I didn't think about it then because I was, I was immersed in it. You know, I was at the Institute. I was in basically living in utopia. I mean, it was like paradise being there, all your foods made and drink juice and sunny out. I mean, Portland was cold when I went in January the first time. So we were like in heaven, no bugs, you know, because Florida is really awesome. And, you know, January, February, it's great. And, um, but when I got back home, like when I would go out with my friends to bars or whatever, um, I wasn't drinking anymore. And I felt self-conscious about it. I'm like, oh no, I didn't drink. So what happened was because I was uncomfortable about not drinking, I actually made other people uncomfortable about it. It just happened. It was like, and I, I, I might, I think I can't remember, but I probably said weird things like, no, I don't do any of that anymore. It just, you know, it really harmed my health or something like that. That's not how you go about it. Cause these people are drinking. Okay. <laughs> you don't say that kind of stuff. So what happened was, is when I changed my mindset, I changed my mindset and how I perceive not drinking. Uh -huh. And when somebody would say, um, oh, you're not drinking. I'm like, nope, not drinking. No biggie. And they're like, oh, um, wow. Um, I wish I could do that. Or wow, are you the designated driver? I'm like, yep, I'm always the designated driver. And um, I said, I used to drink a lot. And people, some people just question me, like, why aren't you drinking? I'm like, well, I used to drink a lot, but I had health issues and it was just part of the program and it didn't work for me. And so I got off of it and I feel great. And tomorrow morning, I, you know, I get to feel amazing. And when I drive home tonight, I don't have to worry about getting pulled over. It's great. And they're like, wow, I should do that. Or I wish I could do that. So the point was, is what, when I changed my thought process, people changed how they even reacted to me. Right. Like literally. And the same thing happened with food because for the first five and a half years, I became this food Nazi. And I would like walk into a room and people would see me and they're like, oh, God. And they'd, they'd be eating something. They were try trying to hide their food. Yeah. I know this ain't good for me. And then you know, it's like, yeah. I didn't yeah. want that anymore. So I finally just like, you can eat whatever. I told people, you can eat whatever the hell you want. I don't care. I don't care at all. You know, I care about you and I love you and I support you. And whatever you want to do is great. But, you know, um, I'm just not, um, I'm not going to, you can eat whatever you want. You know, because think about it. you go to a buffet deal. I don't do those anymore, but somebody gets a chicken sandwich. Somebody gets a lasagna. Somebody gets corn on the cob. Does anybody even <laughs> care what anybody's eating? No, people just eat what they want. But all of a sudden, when you change to plant based or something, it's like it's got to be this big thing. And people get weird, too. On the other side, they you know, they were eating meat their whole life. And then they have this epiphany and they change and become plant based. and It's feeling good. And two weeks later, they're shaming other people for eating meat. I'm like, dude, you were just eating meat like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Like lighten up. You want to have enlightenment, lighten up on yourself and lighten up on other people. So Be what I the hear example, don't try to tell everybody what to do. So what I hear you say is you have to like, hey, it's only a big deal if you made it a big deal and you learn not to make it a big deal. And therefore people around you then felt comfortable. Yeah. And they yep, just stop making it a big deal. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. And then and then it, it attracted more people to me, actually, when I did it that way. Because they would come up to me and be like, hey, how, well, like, why does your skin look so good? What are you doing? Like, and, you know, and then I get to, then I get to tell them. There you go. So anyway. All right. So, OK, final, final words. This is your the final moment, Holly, to tell final people words. share share something epic. Oh, and I did have a question for you. Yeah. How's your relationship with your mom and dad today? Are they still alive? My father um, has been gone for. Oh, geez. He, he died when I was 27. Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing is, is that I always tell people this story a week before. No, actually it was about 10 days before he had passed away. 
I went over to the house, cut my brother's hair. My mother that never asked anything from me had said, you know, your father, oh, he wound up getting MS, by the way. That's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. But um, he was only 63 years old and I cut my dad's hair. He was having a bad day due to his MS. My mom had asked me if I could cut his hair. So his chin kept dropping down and I had to pick up his chin because I needed to see if his sideburns were even. And I looked into his eyes and I thought, oh my gosh, he's going to die. Oh, and by the way, so I was 27 at that point. So what popped into my head talking about mindset? I thought, Tim, there must be something evil with me. Why would I think that my father's going to die? And then I recognized it and thought, you know what? He could, maybe he is dying. So I gave him a hug and a kiss. And I said, bye, dad. I love you. Have a good night. Honest to goodness. I don't recall ever doing that. I was not raised that way. That was the last time I saw him. So I tell people if that small, still voice tells you something, follow through because that was a saving grace. So I had no guilt. I, you know what I mean? I was totally at peace with it. So that was a long time ago. I don't blame him. He did the best that he could. He obviously had a lot of unresolved issues that he just didn't have the tools and he didn't know how to deal with it. As far as my mom, my mom, um, she's been on her own since she's been, she was left alone since she's been five years old, only child. She's not going to change. We always want people to change. I've changed. She hasn't changed. And I'm okay with that. I'll never have the kind of relationship I wish I could have with her. So, yeah. So anyhow, I, I saw my father, I looked into his eyes, I was cutting his hair. I, I knew that he was going to die, or that was a thought that I had. And then of course, you know, that stinking thinking snuck in. I was 27 years old and I thought, my gosh, I must be evil. What the heck's going on? Right. And then I thought, well, actually maybe he really is. So it freaked the hell out of me because I haven't, I've always been intuitive, but not like specific like that. Right. And so I just, I gave my dad a hug and a kiss and I said, bye dad. I love you. Have a good night. And he, that was the last time I saw him. He was gone 10 days later. Oh, and I got to tell you this. He had a complete health checkup, blood work, health, heart was good. Never mind that, you know, he had now MS. He was dragging dead weight with a walker, which is putting mm -hmm. more stress on the heart. There was nothing wrong with him. He keeled over in the driveway. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. So for the rest of my future self and now, yeah, I'm going to question doctors. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anyhow. Well, Holly, thank you so much for coming on today absolutely. and sharing, sharing your, your life story and what you're doing to help people right now. And you're definitely a light out there helping people, especially women feel more beautiful from the inside out. Very important. Yes. I also want to thank our listeners around the globe. If you like this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe and tell your friends about it and, and share this with other people. There are some golden nuggets in this, um, this episode here because it's really about that it's the inner game and how you see yourself as a beautiful person. Um, and you can also take advantage of that and boost up your immune system and look beautiful, like physically more beautiful by, by combining the stuff that Holly's talking about, the nutrition, the gut health, and the mindset. Put those three together. There ain't nothing stopping you from being a beautiful, healthy, happy individual that's going to go out there and contribute in society and, and do more good stuff like Holly's doing. So again, Holly, thank you for coming on. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon.
have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha <laughs> ha